This is Small Business Stories, presented by the team at Offix. Each episode, we connect you to other entrepreneurs and small business owners. You'll hear tips and tactics from other businesses just like yours so that you can continue to run and grow your operation. Small Business Stories is hosted by me, Caitlin Fitzpatrick. Today on Small Business Stories, we're talking with Calvin and Vanessa Jackson, founders and owners of Lemonade Stand. So I guess I'll just do a quick introduction. This is the first recording of Small Business Stories presented by Offix. So our first guest is the Lemonade Stand, which consists of Calvin and Vanessa Jackson. So welcome, you guys. How are you? Fantastic. I'm Thanks for great. having us. I didn't realize we were the inaugural performance. Good. This is amazing. Yes, yes. <laughs> we're special. <laughs> this is great. We're starting off with a, with a strong one for awesome. sure. Awesome. Well, yeah, now that we've established everything is is doing well or as well as uh, it can be um, in these times, I guess, do you guys uh, have want to formally introduce yourselves and uh, tell me just a little bit about uh, Lemonade Stand for the listeners who may not know what you guys do? All right. My name is Calvin Jackson. I am the founder and owner of the Lemonade Stand. I am Vanessa Jackson, and I am the Vice President of Marketing and Communications here at the Lemonade Stand. So the Lemonade Stand is a creative agency, and our focus is to work with the businesses, marketing agencies to help them reach their creative goals, which is usually, you know, design elements, web development, and, and digital assets that help people increase sales, right, or communications with people who they're trying to reach, right? So we're looking at brand recognition, brand development, who we can work with other small businesses, solopreneurs who are really just getting from the ground up. Uh, I think I have the most fun when I meet an individual who has an idea, right? And they need to know what can they name this? What is this going to look like? How is it going to get to market? And then there are people who've been in business for a 100 years that we've had the opportunity to help them rebrand and really revisit their brand and their marketing strategies. So, yeah, in short, it's our goal to help our clients reach their goal, help them reach their target market, and help them become uh, the business that they want to become. So you guys obviously work together at Lemonade Stand, and uh, if the listeners can't tell based off of the introduction, you guys are also uh, married. Right, we share a last name. Yes, share a last name as well, and not uh, not by blood, but by marriage. So um, <laughs> you guys uh, obviously spend a lot of time together. You guys um, work together. But how do your individual backgrounds, how do they work together? Because I, uh, I know that, Calvin, you are kind of the more creative arm, and that's more of your background. But maybe if you guys just wanted to tell me a little bit about how you guys kind of merge that in the business. So you're, you're correct in that I am the creative arm. That's the world that I live and breathe. That's where I came from. Uh, I'm a fine artist. I do a lot of abstract painting. I used to paint ceramics growing up. So I, I've, I've been doing art and been an artist uh, as long as I can remember. Um, when I went to college, I didn't necessarily, you know, a starving artist was a term that was thrown around a lot. So I said, well, I don't, that doesn't sound like it, that's for me. So how do I still maintain my love for creative and make it work in today's world. And graphic design was a hot button at that point. So I jumped into the field of graphic design and said, I will take my, my creative ability and make them work digitally through this platform. And, and that's what I did. So 
I uh, worked in graphic design. I went to Dominican University and uh, learned how to design. Those first two years, tried to learn everything I could about those programs in hopes that I could maybe find an internship and get some work towards the latter part of my college career. And in 2014 is when the Lemonade Stand was really born. Um, from college up until that point, I had been a graphic designer and had grown into an art director, creative director, learned how to manage teams and manage processes and do bidding and do quotes and speak with clients. So that part was pretty much second nature by the time 2014 came. So the creative side of running a creative agency was easy for me. But as far as the business side of uh, how to run a creative agency was a little bit uh, more foreign to me. And that's, I believe, where Vanessa started to come in and really fill in the missing pieces. So it was about 2016 when my career pivoted. That's how I'm going to describe it. That's all I'm going to say about that. And it's an interesting thing when you go through a career change or your career sort of just stops dead halt and you sort of have to process that and go through a grieving process for a career that I had had for 12 years. And one day my husband just came up to me and said, I have this project that I need you to, you know, launch and complete for what was at that time his business. And so I came on board, and that was becoming minority certified. So we are a certified MBE, and that was my first project in entering into the Lemonade Stand. And when you have to go through that, when you choose to go through that certification process, your ducks have to be in a row. And that was when I realized that my husband was running a very successful agency, but all the ducks were not in the row in terms of paperwork that needed to exist. And, and, and you know, your articles of incorporation need to live somewhere that's not in a folder in the basement that it took me three days to find. So it was really just creating this formalized corporation. And that's the side of the business that, that I manage. So I manage the books, but I do get to engage with clients when it's appropriate, which is usually because I love uh, as much as I say I don't, I do genuinely love people. I love the ideas that they come up with. I love to talk them through and sort of guide them. Um, and I have an MBA, which I had prior to this venture. And so I understand marketing and and it's just been great. But yeah, we are two sides of one lemonade stand and it's been very successful for us. Um, how would you recommend small businesses to move forward with branding and spending time and money on branding. You know, I, there are a lot of different options for small businesses. Would you recommend the DIY route, hiring a firm, um, talking to somebody like you guys, a freelancer? We, we run across a lot of clients and, and, and have a lot of clients who really try to do a lot of different things and, and see what sticks. And just they just throw a lot of things up at the same time. And, and it confuses your audience. It confuses the, your consumer or your potential consumer. And I think that the key is, is to really understand who you are as a business, what is your core, what makes you passionate about what you do, and know who that audience you're trying to reach is, and also know what your mission is. Know what is the reason that you exist. And once you've written that down, don't veer from that. Anything that you do, 
or anything that you produce needs to fall in alignment with that. And if it doesn't, then you're going off brand and that will then confuse your market and your target or whoever you're trying to sell to. So I think having a consistent message is one thing that's very important that I think everyone needs to do and and just really kind of honing into what makes you different, right? Mm-hmm. That differentiator is going to be what uh, allows you to stand apart from the rest. I mean, for us, there's so many creative agencies that exist that are, especially here in Chicago, and we have to find what is it about us that you know, uh, allows us to be different from most, right? And we have to talk about those things and 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 highlight those things. And so that's what we and do. And stay true to those things. And stay true to stay those true things. Stay true to those things. <laughs> um, and the question isn't about what, what our differentiators are, but I feel like that is what companies have to do at this point. And it depends on, you know, what can you do, right? The, it's, a, it's, it's going to be different from, for everybody. So if you're a solopreneur, you might have to DIY your marketing strategies because you can't afford to hire an agency to do that. But for everybody, Calvin's message is consistent. Be consistent in what your brand is and your messaging and rock it hard right? Know where your audience is and stay the course, right? People get very distracted by what's flashy and hot. And it's like, should I be on TikTok? Should I be on Snapchat? I mean, should you? You should know that. You need to know that about where your audience is. And if that's not producing dollars for you, then it doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. And we run across a lot of situations where people, we have people who can't necessarily afford our services, but what they can maybe afford is an hour of our time to just ask questions and for us to provide them with direction, right? So we will give them consultation so at least they have a roadmap on what they need to do, what they need to put in place, how to roll it out, you know, the order of events. And and that is something that we do try to do for those clients who can't necessarily afford us uh, from A to Z. We could at least kind of give you the the steps and say, based on your business, based on your clientele that you're trying to reach, these are the things that you should put in place. And if you follow this algorithm, then you you will do well. Um, so I think understanding what you don't understand and what you don't know is kind of one of the first key things for businesses to do. What would you say to small business owners who are kind of realizing that marketing is not their lane and it's something that their business needs? How can they effectively work with? Um, so I mean, somebody like you, or or with you, if you kind of wanted to say how how your business approaches, how small businesses come to you, and you guys can um, help them from there. The businesses that come to us uh, for marketing, they they typically don't know where to start, other than I, I need a logo, you know, and probably a website and probably business cards, right? So I, I guess it all depends on where you are uh, in your business and. As long as you you understand the service that you're going to provide and you understand that very well and you can communicate that to to us and we can then go and kind of help you set the platform on how to do I that. I think that's that's funny. I'm now that I'm thinking this through I actually prefer the client who does not have a clue, who just is like, I don't, I don't know. I need you. Yeah. As opposed to the one who thinks they're driving the bus and they just want you to kind of come along and guide them a little bit. That's actually a harder client. It is. It's a harder client because they think they know and, and, and bless mm-hmm. your heart. You bless your heart. <laughs> but sometimes, at least at the lemonade stand, 
we're priding ourselves on, on being truthful and honest. And so there are a lot of times where people say, okay, this is what we created. What do you think? Right. And then Calvin's going to, and then I had to like kick Calvin under the table and be like, don't go in, <laughs> don't go in. Cause Calvin is going to give you the brutal honesty about, and he's, I mean, I've seen him pick up people's folders and how much did you spend on this? Oh, well, I would have done this, 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 and this, and this. And he's just, he's <laughs> always going to shoot from his hip and be very honest and what the approach would have been. Well, I think that, I think what's important is when you go to a professional to help to advise and guide you on something that you aren't the expert in, you go to someone who you feel that you can trust, and then you give that professional a chance to do their job. And as Vanessa says, it's a lot of people out there who try to play both lanes, and they think they know enough about this industry to take maybe a, you know a little bit of what you said, and then I'm just going to go ahead and run away because this is the way I like this color, so I'm just going to use this color. Well, that color, you know, is for it, the food that, industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that brown that you want to use is just not appealing in in your industry. So we're telling you what science is telling us, and what you know, right? And so it's it's. I just think you ha- you need to come with an open mind. You need to know, and like I started to say, just know your business, know what it is that you do, and then talk to us about your business and we will talk to you about okay this is what you need to do for your business to reach your client and that and that's what we do it's it's hard for me to a lot of times it's hard for me to talk about what my business does which is why I love Vanessa to do that cuz she she does it but when you come to me with a problem I know how to guide you to fix the problem right and 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 I know the solutions to get you to where you want to be so I but I hate talking myself I hate talking about well we do this we do this we do this and it's like <laughs> you have a business what are you trying to accomplish and that's the other thing too don't go to a, a a company or agency like us and tell us well I need to be on Instagram and Facebook because that's what everyone else is doing right or this is where I need to be so just create a, a Facebook ad for me because a lot of times that might not be what you need what we need to know is what is, what is your, the problem what's your end goal well, what's the problem you're having? What what are you, yeah, what are you trying to accomplish? If you tell us what you're trying to accomplish, then we can tell you the road that you need to take to get there, as opposed to you coming to us and saying, Can you please create this for us? We can say, Yes, we can create this for you. If that's all you want us to do, here you go. But right. we would like to know what you want to achieve in, and, in doing and, that. And we had a client who came to us and she had hired a social media agency and, and she was like, Well, you know, I'm getting all of these impressions. And I'm like, okay, but are you getting sales? Are they actually converting? And of course, that person doesn't want to tell you that because that's what they do, right? They run social media ads. And he doesn't want to tell you that this isn't working. He just wants to tell you which side of the coin looks shiny. And I think that that's actually the other side of what we're talking about. Don't be afraid to interview multiple people because the world of marketing is broad, right? You might think that you need to be on social media when really you need a PR agency because you need to be doing more traditional PR than social media, or you need to be running bus campaigns. Maybe you need a billboard. Maybe it's maybe your audience isn't on line. It depends on who your audience is. So I would caution small business owners to buy into the very first thing that they see, to buy into 
my cousin can build me a website. I'm sure she can build you a website, but is that going to be what you need it to be? What parts of the web do you need to really be playing in, right? Is it literally just a splash page for people to come look at it? Cool, then your cousin can build that for you. But if you're looking to make sales and you're looking to buy traffic and you're, and hopefully you're looking to make sales, that might not be the most efficient way to do it. And with modern technology, everybody under the sun is a professional in whatever they decided to be a professional in that day, right? I, I took a six-week certification and now I know how to do woo, everything. And so just make sure that you're vetting the people who you know, you're looking at from a marketing perspective and make sure it's a good match, right? I tell people all the time, what I love about being a small business owner is that I don't have to work with people I don't like. I don't. I own this company, right? I got a phone call from a guy once and I was like, I, your energy and my energy, this isn't going to go anywhere. Like, and he was just calling to vet, you know, he found us online. He was calling to vet agencies and even if he had called me back, it wasn't going to go anywhere. Yeah. You know, I'm, I own the lemonade stand. It's bright and fun and light. <laughs> and I'm here to have a good time and take your goal seriously along the way. I, I, I think uh, and I, the, I guess the last part I'll add on to that is when a lot of people, a lot of businesses don't know what marketing costs. They don't know what our services really cost. Some of them some of them are aware and they they know and they might say, hey, this is the budget that I have towards this, and this is this is what I have. Are you able to work within that? And I love that when you have a, have an idea of what your budget is and where you want to be, um, gives us a good place to to be. And 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 also with with smaller businesses, we we always want to see them come up and and help them out. So if you tell us this is the budget you have, we might, we will say, okay, well, either that's just way too far out of where we where we are. W- this is what we can get you for this price, and and we will help you work with that, you know, through um, payment plans or however it, however we agree on whatever. We will work with you to help you get up and going. But, um, you know, there's there's been people who come up to you and they say, you know, how much does it cost for this? And then we tell them, they're like, well, that's just too expensive. Well, I'm, I'm, well, I'm sorry, we're not the right sure. company for you. Go, go somewhere else. And what typically happens is you go somewhere else and you have it done cheap and then you come back because you spent, you know, maybe $200, $300 on, on a solution that didn't go anywhere. And now you have to pay for it all over again to get it done right. So uh, like Vanessa said, you do that by vetting. You, you talk to different uh, reputable agencies, companies to make sure that there's a there's a line of consistency that, you know, our rates should not, there shouldn't be like a thousand, you know, $2,000 difference in a logo, uh, and you know, from from one company to the, to the next. You can, you can find a happy medium. So, once again, I just feel like you talk know, to people, talk to people, talk do, to people. do your research. Great. Uh, I know we touched on it a bit in the beginning, but I also know that a lot of small businesses start, like you were saying, the the people who are working from home, starting the dining room table entrepreneur, um, small business starting like that. And you guys are actually starting as, you know, as a married couple working together off the bat. So how do you guys kind of deal with the separation of church and state, if you will, the work and home life for you both, especially uh, since you haven't been able to get into the office? So there are some people who are what I refer to as the entrepreneurial spirit. It is a glow that is never off. I don't have that. And I'm okay and comfortable with that. And that's not my role here. 
Um, Calvin will wake up in the morning and roll over and he starts talking about something that really requires my attention and processing. And I'm not really a morning person. (laughs) And so sometimes I have to stop and say, hey, we're not having a staff meeting right now. I just woke up. (laughs) I need some coffee. And so some of that is just respecting boundaries and, and respecting who your partner is. And I know that Calvin is the quintessential entrepreneur. He His mind is always cranking away ideas and concepts. And I like to sleep. So <laughs> it's balance. And I think that's what makes yeah. us work is balance. And Calvin probably would never eat or even sleep, maybe, if I wasn't there to remind him that he needs to do some of those things. Um, so it is a definitive. It's blurry. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes it's blurry. It's funny when uh, when we got back to the office, Lior said, how was your vacation? I was like, what vacation? I took my laptop to the beach. It's not the same yeah. thing. Um, so when you run a business and your entire life revolves around that business, you have to work. You do have to work. But you do also have to make time to stop and slow down and smell the roses. And that's the part that I'm responsible for. Right. We are unique in that we are able to work together well. We are great friends. We like to hang out with each other when we're not working. Right. You know, so I I don't know every (laughs) unfortunately, not every married couple is that way. Some just function or raising kids and they kind of see each other in passing. Uh, Vanessa and I actually genuinely love to spend time together, you know, Um, so that that one helps. Sometimes we are in tight quarters. I think we we would prefer having our own space so Vanessa can be in her zone and be around the things that keep her motivated. And 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 she listens to her her books online while she's doing whatever she's doing. And I have my music on my side and I have whatever in front of me that that inspires my, you know, my motivations. And so at at home, we are in completely different spaces and completely different areas. And we have the things in front of us that allow us to be the the most productive. And that picture to paint it for those. We share an office here at Offix, uh, where at home our offices are in separate areas. Right. Um, So we do get a little bit more separation and now with e-learning, everybody has to have their own space. So now our, our house is much more compartmentalized and who has what space uh, to work in. And shout out to Offix for making a space for my kids when they're here. I mm-hmm. love you so much for that. <laughs> makes, it makes yeah. it able for us to kind of leave the home and not, you know, just leaving the home. This is a joy to leave the home. <laughs> but I, I think that what really works for Vanessa and I is that there's very there's some gray areas where it's like, well, I, I went into QuickBooks and and she's like, well, why, why did you go into QuickBooks? And it's like, OK, so you're going to own QuickBooks. Yes. OK, so now I know not to touch it. Right. So there's certain areas that I think I'm going to send an invoice. And she's like, well, I already set this thing up. And so you, you find where your lanes are. You find out who's managing, you know, X and Y and Z. And and you don't touch that. If I need an invoice sent, I say, Vanessa, I need this sent. I'll, I'll maybe task it to her, say, put it in, you know, I need this done. And she takes care of it. Um, but that's in the business. That's so in the, the business. The thought so, is the family to work. Well, yeah. And, well, the idea is how we work together, right? How we're able to do that. And a no lot Calvin. of it is staying in our lanes. <laughs> we stay in our lanes. So Vanessa does not really get into creative discussions unless I ask for her opinion. But and And even if she does have an opinion, she knows that 
what my final thoughts on that is going to be what the final is on that. Right. There are parts of the business that are not 50-50. Right. There are, there are just, and that I think is critical to our success, right? Calvin doesn't track when tax law changes. So if tax law changes <laughs> and Calvin thinks that we're still doing something the old way, and sometimes that's the argument. Well, that's how we've always done it. Well, that's not how we do it anymore. And then it's the end of the conversation yeah. because we, it, that is not a 50 50 area, right? To his point, you know, if he's creating, you know, the team is working on a logo and I'm like, Oh, I don't like that at all. That again, that's not, you know, I'm in the lower 40s percent, if even that high. I'm giving myself some <laughs> just because I'm feeling it. Um, that's not an area where my vote carries as much weight. Um, and so that is something that we established and we honor is that's not your lane. That's it. Right. And and if that's the end of the that's the last thing that said, that's the end of that conversation. It's not your lane. Right. And and other than that, like Vanessa's right on if it wasn't for her planning trips, planning dinners, planning, you know, we're going we're going here as a family. We're going to go to the zoo. We're going to go to the science center. I'd probably be at the house you know, working all day long. But I never say we don't have time for anything that she says. So she is the balance in work and play. And and I understand and recognize that that is a very important thing. So anytime she initiates that, or even the kids, if they say they want to do this and do that, like, okay, let's go. That's fine. You know, so. And dinner is not optional. Yeah. Every All four <laughs> members of the family have to be at dinner. Right. So yes. you don't put hard line. Hard line. Must be at dinner. Hard Everyone line stops. is everybody has to be at dinner. Uh, and to that point, you know, our kids are still young. Both of our daughters are under the age of 10. And we sometimes laugh about how much they don't realize the amount of time that they spend with their parents. Right. So our our daughters will, you know, Poppy always works, right, until you stop him and say, hey, let's build a puzzle. And then he's going to stop whatever he's doing and go start a puzzle with you. And so he's very attentive in, in that way for sure. So it's just it's an elegant dance of right. balancing work and family. Yeah. And it sounds, yeah, it sounds like you guys have a really great uh, system in place. And I feel like you guys have talked a lot about, which I think a lot of people can apply um, to their businesses and like their mindset for small businesses, stay in your lane. Um, and like either stay in your lane, define your lane, kind of figure out what that lane looks like, where it's going. And, and that's going to be super crucial. It seems like you guys have a really good handle on, on all your lanes. It's, it's what works for us. They change though. I mean, like <laughs> we had a, a call, a meeting today at 10 and I'm in, in the room with my third grader talking to her about the clock and time and okay, your Zoom starts at nine. What time should you set your alarm for so you don't forget that it starts at nine? You know, let's count. And now I'm going back to the basics. And so yeah, I'm you know, nowadays professionals and parents are having to be teachers too. And and so that's a whole new level of, of shout out to the teachers. Yeah. There is no <laughs> more noble profession. Right. So job. yeah. So that's now now we are it just adds another n another thing that we have to do. And you just roll with it. Right. And, it and, is and what shout it out is. to my husband who knows that's not my lane. Yeah. I don't have the patience <laughs> for supporting my children in that way. <laughs> there you go. Right. Again, back to the exactly. lanes. They're good. That is your lane. They might be changing. They, there might be some construction. We're adding new lanes, yes. but we're working, exactly. we're working it out. But somebody owns that lane. Exactly. Um, okay, I'll I'll uh, let you guys go here in a second. But uh, my last question, just just wanted to see what you guys think is in the future for a lemonade stand. And uh, 
are you guys, do you guys have any plans um, in terms of, I know you said a lot of resources kind of opened up um, some human resource talent and things like that with everything that's going on, but what does the future look like for Lemonade Stand? So I think our most recent goal is to expand to the West Coast. So we're looking to branch out and take the agency west. And so we're excited about that and really kind of setting up some strategic initiatives around that expansion. It's been it's been exciting to grow this business. And that's exactly where we are. We are growth mindset. We are in growth mode. And it's just making sure that we're doing those things strategically and that it's uh, strategic. It just it has to be strategic because we don't want to just bulldoze or or do something that's not correct or aligned. We're very we're a very spiritual family. We want to do things that are going to continue to plant seeds of um, growth for us, and so we just have to be strategic and and what we're doing. But I think that's probably where our focus is. Well, and and. You know, I'm a creative and I'm a dreamer, right? So I just have a lot of visions of what I see the Lemonade Stand being and becoming. Uh, first and foremost, and I continue to learn more about myself as I get older, but, you know, I love people. I love the idea of connecting people to what they want to do. You know, I, there's so many of us in the world who just do what we do because it makes us money uh, and it pays the bills, but it's not what they're passionate about. So for those who are in our industry, who are creative people, who are writers who are doing something that is creative in whatever shape and form. And most of those people in some way, shape or form can benefit the limited stand and the services that we offer too. But I envision having these kind of remote campuses in different parts of the world and uh, the country first, but where creatives are able to go and really find their area within this creative space where they feel completely free, surrounded by other creatives, surrounded by a space where they can be the best that they can be. And it's it's in a way like Opix, kind of your own little remote space, but it's built for creative minds, creative people. And in those spaces... Are you starting a cult? No. <laughs> creative cult? I mean, maybe. But, maybe. But, um, you know, in those spaces is we have, we have people who work for the Lemonade Stand. We have contractors in so many different states, right? And so the idea is if you work for the Lemonade Stand, you go there and you have, this is a place where if you feel like being around other creative people or being in a creative environment that's not your home and you just need to get away, it, you go here and be the best person who you need to be creatively for our company and for yourself, right? And so I have visions of having small pods where our our team members can go to uh, if it's close enough to where they live and be fully creative. I have uh, visions of. I got a plot of land in Puerto Rico. I could probably yeah, I would love that. to you. Yeah, we could definitely like do, do that. We need to do something with that property. <laughs> yeah, I'm already thinking, like, should we be opening offices every location you guys yes. are? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, then, and then it's important for us, you know, I'm an educator at heart. Uh, I, I come from a family full of them, and I enjoy teaching, uh, whether it's coaching or, or just kind of teaching our daughters anything I know. I've taught Vanessa everything I know, um, almost anything that she's willing to learn, I should say. Um, I can't shoot a layup to save my life. <laughs> but I th but she knows <laughs> she can tell you how I to do it. I know the fundamentals. She's got the she basics, tell you how to yeah. Do it. But um, we, we do want to find a way to educate youth and to introduce young people into the world of 
of creative. Can I use this as a moment to shout that out right now? So the youth is absolutely a passion of ours. Like Calvin said, comes from a family of educators. My mom retired from CPS. It's a education is a common thread for us. And Calvin loves art. And so we've found a way for Calvin to continue to share that passion with art by going into classrooms. And and we totally are open to that. I know kids are not even in school nowadays, but I think that that representation matters, that Calvin is is a painter and an artist. And he was took a path where that turned into his career and his profession. And he founded a business that's really rooted in the love of painting. And we love to share that story with students. Um, it matters. It matters that people can kind of see the ways that they can take their own passions and guide them really through their life. You know, Calvin alluded to it earlier, this idea that sometimes people are just going through life doing the things that make them money and they feel like they're stuck in a rut. And I spent many years working at the university level trying to help students kind of navigate their path to where they want to be. And Calvin is honestly one of the only people with a handful of students who I can think of right now in my head who knew exactly what his passion was and how he was going to kind of turn that into his career. And that's very rare. And so if we can, as an organization, as a family, help young people sort of plant those seeds for their own passions and see that it's not about, it doesn't have to be about being a starving artist. You know, art can be your profession. And that is something that we're super passionate about. And so if there are educators who want to reach out to us and, you know, we're happy to log into a Zoom and talk to students uh, and then go back into those classrooms when school opens back up. That's definitely something we're very passionate about. Right. So so that's kind of that's what we're trying to build. We're trying to I think we're trying to build a generation of free thinkers that can survive and pay their bills, (laughs) Uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very noble mission. And definitely I support that for sure. I'm sure a lot of other people would as well. Um, well, you guys have been a great first guest. Um, thank you guys for being on the the very first Small Business Stories um, podcast recording. Um, is there a way that people can reach out to you? Is there a preferred way if anyone is listening to this and thinking those sound like the kind of people I want to work with? How can they get in touch with you? So you can find us at thelemonadstand.com, A-D, lemonadstand.com also works. You can drop the. Yeah, if you get the uh, the, just put lemonadstand. Yeah, that's the best way. All right. Yeah, and all of, and our contact information is on there. My literally my cell phone's on the website. So, but you'll find uh, Vanessa, myself, and and some of our other team members on there. But yeah, that's the best way to reach us. And you can socially distance. Come hang out with us at Offix. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we've got we've got room. You guys can spread out, wear your mask, and then enjoy exactly. each other's company. Thanks for having us. This has been Small Business Stories. Special thanks to our listeners and, of course, to our guests for sharing their stories. If you have found our show to be valuable, please share with your friends and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also subscribe for free so that you never miss an episode. Small Business Stories is brought to you by the team at Offix and produced by Dante32.